You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life, wherever you are today and however you're hearing. They call me Mr. You. Thank you again for joining us on this show, and thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Download, subscribe to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. And if you can, please jump onto our YouTube channel, hit the white subscribe button. It makes a difference. Trust me on that. It's going to reach a lot more people, even around the world, even. It's already happening now. All you're doing is helping making it even better. So thank you. Thank you for your help there and for doing that. Because you believe in myself and the mission. I appreciate it so much. Thank you again. And we are excited to be back with you again. You know, I was thinking a lot about this. <laughs> kind of a funny situation, but I guess it depends on how you look at it. But I was just thinking about back in my time. When I was doing recruiting, uh, not my favorite uh, professional part of my career, but I really, I believe that with all that was going on with the job market and people losing their jobs and just unemployment and, and cuts, budget cuts, for me to find that job, it really was a blessing at the time because and it wasn't so much about the pay, but it did bring consistent income in. But I think. The part that I enjoyed, once I realized what I was actually enjoying, was the part part of me that learned about myself. I was in an office with people who, uh, they didn't care much about holy and spiritual things, let's just put it like that. Uh, they weren't concerned about morals and, and, and things of that nature. Their value system was a lot different than mine's. So I learned about myself in that way because I had to learn how to not so much adapt to my environment, but just understand where I was and not project my issues or feelings on other people and learn how to listen to other people. Even if they were saying things that I wasn't particularly on board with, learning how to actively listen. I learned that during that job. I also learned about the mentality of the geographical area where I lived while I was doing the job. Uh, I had to deal with a lot of inner city people, uh, people meaning young kids from 18 all the way up until this late 60s, early 70s that were coming into the office, coming to my office, sitting in my office looking for work. It made me realize also how, how deeply and hard hit the economic situation was for people in the area where I lived at the time. And I just 
I, I learned a lot of things during that time, which I said they weren't all good, but I learned a lot of good things about myself during that process and just how I deal with people, how I dealt with adversity. It was a great growing process, so I'm really grateful to God for that. You know, one of the things I saw in my interactions with some of the young people who were coming in looking for work, most of them didn't have much of a history. And most of their history, if they had any, was pretty bad. They'd be at a job for a few weeks and they would leave for some strange reason. Maybe they or they even would be fired in, a, in less than a month. Usually because they came in late was the most common response that I heard. Or they would tell me that the supervisor didn't like them and some other stuff. Just a lot of different things that were uh, red flags, I guess. But they would come into the office with an $8 hour work history. But they would come in to apply for a job that paid $20 an hour. Okay. That's ambitious. I give you props for that part. I mean, I think anybody would try to do that. They can get away with it. But I think the point is that what about what happens when the $8 an hour work ethic meets a $20 an hour goal? What happens when an $8 an hour work ethic meets a $20 an hour goal? What happens there? What needs to change? And, I, and what I was hoping to instill, and I definitely tried to bring some ministry to the situation. I ain't going to lie to you. If you know me, you knew it was going to happen. I was trying to life coach them young people. I was trying to mentor them young people from, from behind my desk. You know, that was not my job, really. I was really trying to help them, like, brother, sister, open your eyes. Think about this. You, and some people could jump from $8 an hour to $20 an hour. They can increase their education. They can increase their skill set, learn a trade, and they can definitely do this. It's not like it's impossible, but they were coming in here into my office trying to do that without any desire to try to change anything about themselves. And that was a big, eh, eh, that ain't going to work. You got to know when it's time to make a changes. I mean, I heard somebody say once, and I forgot who said it, but in order for you to change something, you got to change something. And these young folks, I mean, they had dreams and goals and aspirations for more money. They wanted $20 an hour. I don't know what they wanted it for. I mean, the things that I heard, some of them sounded pretty noble. But some of it was like, okay, there's some things you have to do. Some of them didn't even have a car. So they rely on somebody to drive them to work and pick them up from work, which is a recipe for disaster most of the time, especially where the job sites were located. And then they came into it like it was old to them. And kind of cop the attitude like, I should have this because I deserve it. After all I've been through in this life, I'm like, you're like 12 years old. What would you go through? <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. So it was just those attitudes and entitlement all intermingling and pride intermingled in. It created for a really weird situation. But it just reminded me that what I was trying to accomplish with the young people was to get them to pivot. What do you do when the big picture goal isn't so big anymore? You pivot. What if the plan your parents had for you isn't what God wants for you? You pivot. What happens if you decided to go after a particular opportunity in a career or a particular relationship and you tried for a long time and it didn't work? What's your response? You pivot. 
Now, in this case, I know that there's a lot of situations where these young folks that I was recruiting put the cart before the horse. I mean, the cart doesn't move with the driving force and the pulling ability of a workhorse. So everybody knows that even the best car is nothing but the engine that powers it. The problem wasn't what they were going after. It was what was going on inside of them that made them ill-equipped to handle it or didn't have the capacity to handle it. I mean, I've been going so far as to take chances on some of these people. My manager thought I was crazy and she didn't think it was going to work. I took chances on some of these guys, on some of these young ladies as well, and said, your work history is not great. You have four jobs in three months. It's not a good situation. Technically, I should be turning you around. I'm going to give you a shot. You're not getting a $20 an hour job for me. But what you can do is, even though the history is $8 an hour, I'm going to give you a shot at a $12 an hour job. And it was said, thank you. That was great. I, I really appreciate it, sir. Said all the right things in my office. I'm going to meet you Monday at 6 o'clock a.m., y'all. I'm out there. I'm up, I'm up at 3 o'clock so I can get there at 6. Get up. Get out there. Stand out there waiting for them so I can go ahead and uh, start their orientation for the new job site. So they can start getting paid. Start making some money. 6 o'clock comes. 6.15. 6.30. Phone calls going to voicemail. Don't hear anything back until about 2 o'clock. Where you been? Oh, my alarm didn't go off. Oh, I overslept. Oh, I, my phone died. I heard everything. So it's not the goal that's the problem. It's the goal seeker. We have to put our goals and aspirations in the right perspective. You don't have to become a reality. We can't just say, I want this $20 an hour job. But I'm only to, to do and offer $8 worth of effort. We have to learn how to pivot. That's something that clearly was an issue then, and it clearly is an issue even in today's times. You have to decide you want to maintain the family status quo or yield yourself to the vision that may preserve your family for generations to come. We have to learn how to pivot. I was a longtime government guy. I worked for the state government, doing government operations for almost almost a decade. I mean, I had some hard times in that job. I went through some conflicts, some challenges. I was, I was getting come at big time. Made me wonder why I was even there, to tell you the truth. I was going through that much. I was going through so much hard. So I'm like, why am I even here going through, enduring all of this poison? But God was refining me in the process of this. I was growing and seeing, seeing things about myself that I didn't like. They needed to be dealt with and put on the altar. But I learned something and all of that stuff. I learned how to pivot in this because even though the job was the epitome of a stable job, people were clamoring for jobs and everybody was saying, you know what? If you got a job, you better keep it because ain't no jobs out here. The job market is dead. And I heard all of those things even directed toward me sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, I hear what they're saying. I just felt like I was going into a different direction. I felt like entrepreneurship was calling me, but I didn't know how to handle it. And I'm like, most people don't make that, that jump. They kind of stay where it's stable and where it's safe. 
They don't make a leap like that. But it was time to pivot. What if your goal to become a data scientist or a biologist or an actor or actress or a physician doesn't happen? As much as you tried, you invested years of education and finance and time, all non-refundable. But it just doesn't happen. What do you do? It's time to pivot. Because I decided to go against the grain and leave a stable job with benefits and health care, etc. And stability of income. My life has been radically changed. I'm seeing things about myself and learning things that I didn't even know were there. I'm seeing miracles and blessings that I didn't even know were going to happen for me simply because I decided to pivot. There's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. that I just love. I want to share with you guys today as we close the episode out. The true measure of a man is not how he behaves in moments of comfort and convenience, but how he stands at times of controversy and challenges. I'll read it again for those in the back. The true measure of a man is not how he behaves in moments of comfort and convenience, but how he stands at times of controversy and challenges. I love that. These young people who I was trying to serve in the recruiting field, they could have been comfortable and convenient, mooching off of other people, not pulling their own weight, waiting for handouts, waiting for government checks. They could have did that. We even had to get out of bed, stay in the pajamas all day long, and eat Cheetos and watch episodes of Maury and Jerry Springer. But those that move and stand in a time of controversy, in a time of challenge, dealing in the face of adversity and not backing down, not giving up, they find so much of a greater reward. So I love that quote. And I hope this encourages you guys that wherever you are today, whatever you're dealing with, it may just be the right time to pivot. People may come against you. Family might say that you're crazy and you lost your mind. They may want to admit you somewhere. All your friends may say, that's a bad idea. It might just be time to pivot. Consider that. Think about it. The big picture goal isn't so big anymore. Time to think about it. Time to reassess. Time to refocus. Time to reshuffle the deck. And decide what really, really matters. Wherever you are today and however you are hearing They call me Mr. You, the podcast. Thank you again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week with your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the Twitter. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to our show wherever you enjoy your podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a great day. Thanks for supporting our show. Share us with somebody, and please go to YouTube and hit that white subscribe button. Thank you so much again. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Enjoy the music. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.